Good morning, OBC Radio. My name is Corey Rosen, and you're listening to the Story Podcast. Today, I have on a super awesome guest. But before we get into that, if you really like what I'm doing here, please be sure to like, follow, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to us. If you're on TikTok, follow us, share our content. If you really want to help us get up in the rankings, be sure to rate us on Spotify, review us on Facebook, and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. And pay attention for our first ever single album review coming out this Sunday uh, with co-host Liam Galliano. It was a really awesome time with three completely different artists, and I'm really excited for you guys to see that. Uh, Today, I have on Bones Culture. Ben Oakes was born and raised in Chicago in a house much like the show Shameless. In middle school, he moved to PA to where Delaware, Maryland, and PA meet. It was then a tiny, one-light farm town, West Grove. Then Ben bounced back and forth until high school where he was classmates with Bam in Westchester. After going to an art school outside of Boston, Ben spent most of his adult life in Philly. Instead of buying a guitar amp to join a punk band, Ben left the music store with a drum machine and Elise's HR-16B. The first rapper Ben produces now his brother-in-law. In his 30s, Ben posted Craigslist ads for rappers and singers and crossed the country producing indie, mostly beginner artists. Ben moved to Lancaster directly from L.A., where he was producing pop acts five years ago, and shortly after, he quit drinking. When the pandemic hit, Ben produced a compilation album of mostly local artists and some from his international musical collaboration collective, Bones Culture. Every two or three years since, Ben releases a Bones Culture compilation. This is one of those years. Ben just released his first spoken word album, the debut of Circumstantial Saint, who we also have on. Local artist, uh, Sir Dominique Jordan, inspired and was heavily recorded and involved and featured on four of these songs. For the rest of 2022, Ben plans on releasing a solo reggae album and finishing this year's Bone Culture compilation. You can check them out on Spotify, BonesCulture.com, and links them and YouTube, and all of those descriptions are, all of those links are in the description, I should say. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. Pretty good. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious, I'll start with you, Ben. Where did your love for music start? Um, luckily, uh, I think like most people, it was started from my, my mother. She was uh, playing playing music all the time, like uh, Motown, for, for, for as long as I can remember. And so what did, what did that grow into? Um, from, from Motown, uh, Easily, like you know, I started getting babysat, you know, say in the late '80s by women. Uh, you know, I was from uh, Chicago, South Chicago, and so we'd go like roller skating. So the babysitters and roller skating, we heard like the dawn of hip hip hop. You know, right, 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 right when the first came out, that was when kind of I was born. I was kind of raised with it. That's awesome. How about you, circumstantial saint? Uh, the same kind of goes for me. I grew up uh, with my mother singing, and my uncle was a rapper. My grandfather was his manager and co-signed for him. So I grew up um, listening to my mom always belting out, and I was heavily involved and interested in music from the time I was very young. Um, but more from a, a music critic standpoint, I always would <laughs> I'd watch TRL and write down all the different videos of the countdowns every day and compare them and compare the singles and how it was marketed and mm. the sounds of things. That was where my love for music was put but just appreciation for all genres um yeah that's awesome 
So Ben, what did you do with your love of hip hop? Where did that take you? How did you become to become a beat maker and stuff like that? Well, um, I was just thinking about like how did I start? Like what what planted that seed of where I could felt thought I could make it? I'm not sure. Well, my, my one uncle when I was growing up, he had a, a studio, and we all lived together. My had seven aunts and uncles, and we all lived in my grandfather's house, on my mom's side in Pennsylvania, in Downingtown first before moving mm. to Westchester. And uh, one of the rooms was full of synthesizers. Like he was signed, he was he was, he was in, a, in like a synth pop band. He was signed to his label, and um, remember like I wasn't allowed to go in there, or else I would have got get caught. He caught me in there one day, and instead of like yelling at me, he kind of sat me down and showed me how to twist knobs and let, let me let me play with it for a little bit. It was, it was nice. That's awesome. And it, was it then that you started making your own beats, or no? Because that was when I was, I was much much younger. Um, I can't really. I don't know why. I don't. Not, I can't to this day figure out why. Because like this punk band wanted me to join join them, so I, I had to buy an amp and join the band. And I, that day, I just decided to leave with. I walked in the door and it was right there in the glass case, this drum machine. It was a, you know a used one, and I just was there looking for amps, and I couldn't stop thinking about it, stop thinking about it. And I just heard Diggle Planets cool like that. Mm-hmm. Which is weird that I'm actually now uh, not friends, but I'm, you know I know the, I know the guy now, you know Craig, wow. and we, we chat, and he always gives me encouragement to this day, which to me is mind blowing. It's yeah. still because he that was like it was jazzy, like the first hip hop was kind of like all synth and stuff, right. which is fun, you know, it was cool, but it didn't really catch me. It wasn't until like they started chopping up like jazz, like Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, yeah, yeah like soul. that's what really caught me. But I don't know why I thought I could do it. I don't, I don't hmm. know. Well, well, you're definitely you. doing it. Yeah, you're definitely doing it. That's that's one thing. That's that's the hardest thing to do is to actually get doing it. Yeah. How about my, lo- my love for hip hop came from uh, my uncle, um, and just realizing like I never thought that I could or would ever be doing music. Mm. Um, I just always took pride in my appreciation um, for music and how it dictated my life. Uh, it's 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 because of Ben, um, and his. Uh, his encouragement in me and seeing who I could be, then I saw who I could actually be myself. It all, all the things that I've learned and um, really been involved in when it comes to music my whole life now makes sense. So who are you? <laughs> Circumstantial saint is everything he seeks to become. He already is. Speaking of, of that, it's one of your uh, new singles? It's our last single. Yeah. Last single. It's last single. And, uh, it's become like a, an indie hit. Yeah, talk about the production of that. I have it lined up here. Um, it's 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 a really great story actually. It's like uh, way we were doing that one was we had did a little little shaker track and then uh, John Tell would would and uh and Dominique they laid their vocals that were really really deep and left me really emotional. We were actually recorded it in my living room before I had my studio set up, our current studio set up, and there was a room where um, my last band like. I never thought I'd have a band in my my forties, but when I moved to Lancaster, I met these kids. Uh, shout out to Sam Clayton and uh, I mean Clayton Shatif and uh, Sam Walton, rest in peace. Uh, they they I met them at an open mic and we started jamming with them and we started doing these uh, recovery events because we were all in recovery. But sadly, when the pandemic hit, they relapsed and they passed away. Um, mm. But women say like he they recorded vocals first and then I grabbed my bass, which was Sam Sam's bass that his sister uh, gave to me and. Played it a few times, but I hadn't really done much with it, and just just came out, and I was crying and playing, slapping the bass and crying, <laughs> and then came back and added the uh, piano and was crying during then, and it was a very emotional session. <laughs> Those are the best. 
sessions though. Oh, yeah. like, the first time I ever cried, uh, cried doing it, cried in a session. <laughs> yeah, when when musicians say they put their tears, sweat, blood into it, they, they literally really sometimes with it, whether it be calluses breaking or yeah. or whatever, like they mm-hmm. really do mean it. Yeah. So what was the lyrical process for you on this? So that's this a really good question actually, uh, because we didn't have a necessary necessarily a formula to how we created songs we just kind of organically felt out how it was going to go we didn't necessarily have any idea so with i am who uh it originally was it was just a poem um and he had the shakers going so i just figured out how i would maneuver around the shakers other songs um i literally just spat out acapella just reading off a poem this, um, with the whole album in general, we wanted to find a way to combine poetry and music and make it just flow seamlessly in motion. Uh, so the way that this song came together is pretty unique um, because there's only a few tracks on the album where I read off a poem to the shaker beat. Um, but those couple of tracks, like this one, I Am Who, and Dust on a Ceiling great. Fan, um, the way that I spit to them is in a different way than the other tracks. Yeah. Um, so so the way that this came about uh, was off of thinking about, we decided to, I decided to uh, self-title the album because it gets people thinking, what is what is circumstantial saint? What is what is circumstantial sainthood, as, as I like to say? Uh, but it's, it's, it's an affirmation album, so it's talking about guiding you through the shadow work to get you to a place of, of being a lighter, more uh, whole, rounded, well-rounded person. Um, so Circumstantial Saint, we actually have a title track on the album, um, which gets a little deeper into who I am, but I am who is just simply asking that question. Not for me, but mm. for you. I know who I am, and I'm going to tell you, but who are you? Yeah, push away, reading along with it as, mm-hmm. as a song. Mm-hmm. And you wrote this poem. Yes. With that said, this is... I am who by a circumstantial saint. Who? Who am I? I am everything I seek to become. I am king to one. I am all I ever set to please. My love is my free. I am all the lights and the stars and all the bubbles on the beach. I am what I crave because what I crave is me. I am the fruit from the seed. I was the womb, but the womb set me free. I came from the fire of past lives long gone. Don't look back. Your eyes will burn and you will miss important knowledge unknown. I came to help hold the line and they thinking I came to reign. But my will and patience is what can change the game. Again, I came from the fire of past lives long gone. I am a flame. I am a flame. But I am rain. I am growth because the fruit came from the seed. I said, I am all I need. I am who? I am you. Who are you? Who I am is who I am, and who I be is who I be. And if you feel in the need to leap, you can lunge to your own needs. I am a believer of being free, including me. I am all I need to be in this now and the forever, because how I move is an intention. How I move is with minimal reflection, only for a reminder of who I am, which is part of who I was. I know. I am. But you are? I am, but you are, I am who, 
I'm the guy that is or isn't on cue. I'm the guy that is hesitant to be rude. I'm the guy who likes old and new. I'm the guy that is just me, not few. I am a lot, and I am not. What is your perception? I am all the things you don't see. You have to feel. You have to breathe. I am... What were you asking? Again, who are you? Let me tell you again. I am pain and rain, sunshine through perseverance, the cherry on a butter pecan sundae, banged head and bruised heart, mental compass on point, like I am music and fusion, I am art, the traveler, nomadic historian of random knowings, I am mountains and valleys, thunder and lightning, fire and renter, activated to write, encouraged to speak, emboldened to free, I am cause my people need me, I am here, that is who I am, I am now, that is who I am. I am present, I am doing, I am moving, I am experience, experiencing, that is who I am, I am experience, experiencing. Are you perseverance or are you purpose? You see, your why is worthless if you can't believe in the idea that everything happens, not for a reason, but just the way it should be. And the universe shows us all that destiny is all too surreal. The imperfect fuse of fact and fantasy amuses the small few that can accept that even when you lose, you actually win. Because that integral attempt to be better than yesterday is literally my muse. That's who I am. We are all inspired by adversity. But must train our minds that the worst one sees just might be that trigger squeeze into eternity. Perspective could be the difference between a legacy or infamy. People that look like me yearn for something to believe in. I believe in you. Please believe in me. To give us the game. To love us to live. And if you ever need a reminder, just know I am that red rose that grew from the concrete. I am army strong, temple strong, but still East Madison Street. Them name brand hand-me-downs I might take. Sweet potato pies and salmon cakes. Too late for my brown folks. Too dark for the black jokes. But I'm used to my indifference. Where I'm from, they push you to make it out. Which means only a few see the abundance and prosperity and those roses, thorns, and its beauty. I am that dad that needs a reminder with a screensaver as his why. I am that God that even when I fall, I will fly. I am coconut oil and vanilla scents. I am loud conversations and money talks every cent. I've seen tons of violence, tons of success. Believe me when I say, I'm just here to be my best. I am the prolific one. That was I Am Who by Circumstantial Saint, produced by Ben Oaks. So let's talk about spoken word. What does it mean? What is, how do you do it? How do you do it right? And what's the process behind turning a poem into an art piece? Yeah, so I like to refer to myself as an affirmations poet musician um, who 
does speak in my music. Uh, my album is in a more of a spoken word format. A lot of people would consider it spoken word. I like to refer to myself as an affirmations poet musician because that is what I do. Mm. Uh, I am a poet by nature. It's what I've always done my whole life. Um, and now that I'm leaning more into doing affirmations, uh, that is a big part of, that is part of what I do. It's, it's combining the poetry and the affirmations. Um, the music has become more of an added bonus. Uh, and I think more of a way to connect with the greater audience. And, and you know, music speaks to everyone. It unites everyone. It's a universal language. Um, and the kind of things that I speak about, um, whether it's really uh, hard topics that um, a lot of people don't want to talk about or deal with, mm -hmm. or if it's something lighter that is to some people too positive, um, anyone can find a nice medium in my music. Uh, spoken word to me is uh, for black and brown people we have always found uh, poetry and spoken word as a, um, a default way of, of translating our experience and um, our, it's our way of conveying it to the world. Uh, art, spoken word, poetry has really taken off mainstream with a lot of just indie in general, but with black and brown people in general, it has really taken off. There's a big, 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 big scene here in town and, and around the country. Right. I've, I've become really inspired over the past couple of years um, and emboldened to take a look at myself and say, okay, John Tell, uh, you know, there's a lot that you have to offer and there's a lot of things that make up um, you that is reflective in your work mm. that could be put out to a broader audience. Um, for me, spoken word is literally experience. It, it's not just words. It is experience because when you're speaking um, with a certain tone, with a certain inflection, with a certain gusto, with um, certain words, just certain words or certain phrases that other people cannot do, it's unique to you, um, that's art. That's art. That's the epitome of art, something that is unique to you that you can give to the world that no one else can do like you. No, I, I agree with you there because <clears throat> I can say, go to the store. Or you can say, go to the store. Mm -hmm. Go to the store. Mm -hmm. And you can say that completely differently with your, with your, even just the sound of your voice mm -hmm. has that. By the way, you have a really great radio voice. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it on my ear. I lost in it. Like, yeah, so I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Keep talking. <laughs> Keep talking. That's right. Um, and it's, because, you know, you might have somebody who has a really shrill voice who could say the same thing, but it's going to mean something completely different to right. somebody else because it's it might be hard to listen to uh, versus a suki, suki? <laughs> silky smooth voice, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's yours. It's, it's yours. And then the words you make are also yours. And then the inflections you choose to make are also yours. And you get to impart that onto other people. Yes. It's beautiful because it, it speaks a whole different language in its own. And I think that's what a lot of people love about spoken word is they can pick up on those different inflections um, and things that we turn over on its head to speak a whole nother story that the words themselves may not explain. Mm -hmm. So this track has actually got done really well for you guys. Yeah. What was it like to wake up one day and be like, oh, shoot, this is really, this is going places. First of all, unexpected, I mean, I've, yeah, I've learned a bunch of techniques doing, um, you know, do-it-yourself punk shows for when I was younger. And then 
getting involved in the rave scene and then getting involved in the underground hip hop scene in Philly for years. So I got to use those. And then um, I was SEO manager for an internet company for my my 30s. So I learned some online marketing and and techniques. But and then so use all these different techniques. So uh, I did release the one with uh, I have a frequent collaborator named 66 Notes from Des Moines, Iowa. We did it. We put that song from a vault we found and we released it. Just as kind of like a joke back in uh, it was May or June, and it started blowing up. And then uh, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with this song because the song's something new. It's in spoken words, and it's a different market that I'm usually, you know, when the first couple of reviews actually weren't very weren't very nice to us. <laughs> They're just from hip hop, you know, wanting, wanting hip hop, and I get it. They wanted the upbeat, like, you know, disco party music. And uh, then all of a sudden, it started. We got 10,000 views like the first day, and then I think it was like 20,000. Then within the first week, we had 40,000 views just on Spotify, uh, on Spotify, and then also on YouTube. And it's it's a uh, very feel very blessed. And it, it kind of I, st- I struggle with self image worth and mental health issues and depression. So it really like I hate to say, it, but it really like made made me feel good, you know, and made me like w- want to do more and like okay, let's record the whole album now, you know, and stuff like that. It, yeah, it, it really really. Means it means a lot, you know, and like I don't take it for granted at all. Yeah, it's crazy what what uh, silly numbers can mean can do to us, right? Because yeah, if you look at numbers, numbers, but then they also I remember, like, because they're saying like have me listening right now, and I'm like, twenty twenty listening at any moment in time, there's twenty people listening to our music. That's it's crazy. That makes me cry. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's, it's like people, people who are being because a lot of people like us, it's four people who are you know want to confront trauma and who want to do some self help work and to. To work on ourselves, you know, because that's what it takes to, you know, to be healthy and to be ha- and you know, be happy. That's what it translates to me. Are those numbers? Um, that's forty now. I think like forty-four thousand people, at least what it says now on Spotify alone. That hopefully what we're saying is resonating with them and it's it's helping them in some way. That is for me. That's the goal, and um, I think for Ben too, it's just music is healing, especially mm-hmm. for people that have any kind of ailment or dealing with any kind of struggle at whatever period of time you know we listen to music for a number of different reasons but the the main thing i think would be that it's it's very healing yeah as i see that painted like what well, got painted in me i should say i went to the rabbit and dragonfly my favorite spot in town because it's like a place and i use this term because i am one like we're nerds and people who, who, mm-hmm. are, who are neurodivergent can feel comfortable there so mm-hmm. hopefully they reopen again it's rabbit and dragonfly on market street the place is great Lord of the Rings and um, didn't they close for a while? They yeah, did. but but they reopened. Rumor is they're rumor opening is. for first Fridays, and we will be performing there if they do in November. Yeah, but, but now they now they do uh, open mics every second and fourth mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday. Dude, when I saw that, I got so happy. Me too. Yeah. That was like one of my favorite spots. You saved town. my life, and that's why I met everybody that like saved my life. Like I. I, I was in LA and I quit the music business. It's a, it's a long story we can get to later, but like I quite quit it. And I was sitting there and this woman was performing and she turned to me and was just like, I forget what she said exactly, but it was like music beyond entertainment. And I was like, oh, and just that sort of resonated with me and it kind of stuck and started looking into it. And I, I had been hired to do like binaural beats before. And to be honest, I was like skeptical about it. But then I used them to quit smoking and quit drinking. And then like last year, I had friends who were going through problems and then. And just this past spring, and like I sent them some stuff, some some sound engineering, sound healing things, and that helped them. And 
Ross Connections, and it sort of sort of started this whole like. Yeah, I was gonna snowball. say that was the actual intention. Yeah, of shout out to uh, Sean and Jordy and her garden in the light. That yes, a beautiful place. We'll be there. Our official listening party is there on October twenty second. We'll be having a, a poetry open mic. So come come share some poems. Um, and then we'll play our album, and then we'll also also be performing. And it's gonna be kid friendly. There'll be art supplies. So we make we make an art. Bring your art supplies if you want. Bring some potluck. You know, it's gonna be just uh, people meeting our neighbors in Lancaster. Twenty one South, uh, twenty one Locust. Mm-hmm. It's incredible what music can do for because you mentioned uh, how music can heal. Imagine, I mean, everyone has gone through that time where <clears throat> they had listened to the punk rock song or the emo songs, and it's and it's very very much so releasing for them. Yeah. Or everyone has that one song. For me, it's Michael Bublé's "Feeling Good." Mm. It just makes me go, <gasps> or something like that. It's incredible what music can do and how you can manipulate it to make people not make people but have people reflect on Mm -hmm. themselves Mm -hmm. yes so i'm curious what are some upcoming projects that you guys have in store for people who want to hear more yeah so i have a few upcoming projects so circumstantial saint is actually a two-part piece Mm. um we intended to do a 22 track uh, 22s. In one month? Yeah. In one month, seriously. We did 20. Every night. I think we did like 24 tracks in that first month. But uh, So we released 14 right off the bat. We will have the remaining eight on the second half. So if you look at the first half of the album, it is uh, my face with a halo above me and the hometown of where I'm from, Coatesville, Pennsylvania, in the background. Coatesville. Oh. Yes, that's, that's where I was born and raised up until I was like 13 that I moved to Wilkes-Barre. But uh, it has the dark and the light representing both sides, duality, um, talking about what the album is about, shadow work and dealing with the dark and the light. The second piece is Sainthood is Circumstantial, and it's me with devil horns and dark and light reversed mm. and Lancaster in the background because that is now where I am, and that has – I've made a lot of changes. I've been through a lot of changes. I'm not the same person that I was. Me too. I've changed um, exactly. So it's a, it's a two-part album kind of representing that duality. But then we've also got uh, other little singles and EPs and releases that you can grab on Bandcamp that is available for people. Uh, little gems. We we like to do different versions and pieces of songs, multiple versions, yeah. so people can pick up those little pieces. And we like to drop little gems for people. Um, I do have... A, uh, a thing that I'm working on, which we're calling Poetry for Revolutionaries, mm. which yeah. is um, it's kind of going to be like a, a live coffee house type of vibe where I'll have like maybe 10 poets come up and we kind of just do a cipher, so to speak. Mm. Um, and Ben and I actually have a house club album that we're going to be working on soon and a remix album. Oh, I'd never make a house uh, song again. <laughs> 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 I I still can't believe I got Ben to make a house track like can, uh, your traditional <laughs> Baltimore club sounding track, um, spitting affirmations over it and yeah no speaking of this whole album is very eclectic and it's a great representation of Ben and I's taste yeah. infusing. Well, I would say that because like it's uh, my live my my like life's one of my life's goals is syncopation. I probably dream about syncopation. That's not gonna lie. It's, it's also it's cool music. It makes you want to dance. Syncopation is a lot of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm curious, why Circumstantial Saint? Great question. Yeah, yeah. So I love everyone. 
knows that I'm very spiritually inclined. I love to talk about astrology. I love to talk about crystals. I love to talk about energy. Um, but I also love to talk about shadow work and how it's important. You can't be positive all the time. If you want to actually be truly positive and pure in that positivity, you have to deal with the mucky dark stuff. And so circumstantial saint is talking about making sure that, you know, Sainthood is circumstantial. You're not going to be a goody two-shoes or great or feeling great or being great all the time. In someone's story, you're going to be the devil. You're going to be the villain of the story, and you have to be okay with that because your life is your life. Someone else's life is theirs. For me, I know that I'm not always okay. I know that I'm not always okay to someone else, but I'm going to own all of that because it makes my experience me. So it's just a reminder for everyone else that, hey, if you trip up, you have a bad day, you're not a good person right now, it's okay. Tomorrow is tomorrow. You can try again tomorrow. So it speaks to the light and the dark in everyone and kind of is just a reminder that, hey, my music is about taking you through the dark to get to the light. And it's something you can't dwell on, the fact that, oh, I messed up today, I'm a horrible, awful, god-awful person. It's mm-hmm. not. Right. It's not true. It's... Like you said, the circumstance that you found yourself in today, you can be a light. You can be, but you also can be a dark. Yes. And that's okay to, you got to find that balance. You get, And if you're a dark one day, you can say, okay, yeah. tomorrow I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. I yeah, can. exactly. And it's, it all works in progress. Yeah, all works in progress. Or even moment by moment. Some of us right. are dealing with recovery. Some of us are in remission. Some of us are going through really hard things that we literally have to take moment by moment. And it's like, do you want to milk that bad moment and have a bad day? Mm. Or do you want to let that bad moment be that bad moment and have a good day? Or turn it and flip it on its head. for the, Or you get to the end of the day and say, this is what I learned from today. It wasn't a bad day. It was just an experience. Stuff that can help you with that is journaling. Yes. I'm sure you journal a lot mm-hmm. for the stuff. Yes. Like Ben makes a beat every day, I write every day. Mm. That's that's a good uh, advice for anybody within any field of yours. Yes. Uh, yes. If you're beat making or composer, don't just wait until you feel like it. Do it every day. Force yourself to do it. Yes. It's that's absolutely right. Schedule out a time for you to do it, no matter what, whether it be uh, prayer or meditation, whether yeah. it be right. writing, using, writing, just writing. Well, uh, I got that from writing. I was at a writing writing workshop. Um, the artist way is a book that I encourage everybody who's, who is uh, creative to get. It's called The Artist Way, written in the 70s. They encourage people to write. Just do it every single day, whether you're a painter, whether you're whatever you are, to write every morning. Get that creativeness out of yes. you yeah. and to stir it up in you. So that, and that helps writer's block. Yes. yes. Well. It prevents writer's block. It prevents <laughs> writer's Yeah, exactly. Just, because you, you do it. And then once you started doing it, you're going like, to feel like it. Exactly. My, be- my best beats are done on days I don't even feel like getting out of bed. Sometimes the best things happen that way. That's right. And if you don't know what to write about, just just start writing. Yeah. It's that's mm-hmm. a technique um, used in acting class where you have a journal and you don't think about what to write. You just write, and mm-hmm. then you're slowly because you're gonna write unconscious things, yep. and unconscious things are gonna come out in your writing. And those are the moments where you really learn about yourself, and when you really, really start to understand who you are. Yeah. Seriously. Um. <laughs> A lot of the lyrics and uh, songs for Circumstantial Saint just came about in the studio as we just made a basic beat. 
and then I just just let it flow. I just let yeah. the words come yeah. out and just write on a pen. And we, some of those only, like the lyrics came out in like 15, 20 minutes, just because we're just feeling it. And I don't really out think in half hour to hopefully. Yeah, I pen. just literally let my 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 pen just flow. It's cool because we use a bunch of different like workflows. We didn't use one technique, and that's, that's how I do it in my own personal life. I use multiple different workflows, but I, I never get work my uh, where's block or workers block. And I'm actually uh, I offer services to other creatives, other producers, other whatever. If you want the techniques to get over writer's block, hit me up, yeah, and we will. You know, Highwise Multimedia or on Bones Culture. You're speaking or, about Bones Culture, let's talk about that a little bit. Talk about that process. What started that process? You're a co-founder. Yep. Yeah, uh, me uh, like it, was, it started by a bunch of people. It was like I was working at a t-shirt factory at the time, and um, just wanted to make your own t-shirts. And I, uh, I don't forget how it came up, but the word oh, Bones Brigade. I'm a fan of that from skateboarding days. You know what I mean? And then like just started made the design one day and made a batch of twenty. And then me and my buddies got hired to back up this, these rappers in Philly. So we ran the Bones Culture shirts while we're backing up these rappers, and then. We got booked to do it again as Bones Culture. I'm like, oh, I guess now we're a band. <laughs> and then I uh, started uh, posting ads across the country. You know, what was it? Was it like four, 15 years ago on Craigslist, back when it was a real thing and was no spam. And like, uh, I would get hundreds and hundreds of submissions from every single city. It was overwhelming. But for years, I just traveled the country, going from city to city to city, just producing different artists. You know? Wow. That's awesome. And that's, 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 that's Bones culture. And of course, like before it became popular with the pandemic, and I'm glad it is now because it's something we've been using for 10 years now is online collaborations. Someone with me who was like extreme anxiety, I never worked with artists in the studio before. This is the first time I've ever had an artist in the studio with me. Mm. I made stuff from scratch. Because usually I'd make it by myself. You know? So it's, it's, it's all, all very, very, very new. And it's cool because like, uh, the way I like to work is that I don't have I don't sit there and write like the core progression and have an idea. I just usually just go and just mm-hmm. whatever the universe wants to deliver, I'll be a conduit for it. You know, I think that's what makes our music so unique and so special. Is there really isn't your standard. Sometimes I have ideas. Sometimes I have ideas, but usually yeah. usually it's just <laughs> we literally change take whatever. a structure of a song and kind of flip it on its head. Yeah. And being um, being open to like that. Is why we're so prolific. It's just like yes. we're not rigid and like oh, this is what we gotta do, which is fine if you're like that. That's, that's okay if you have a vision and a visionary. Right. But we like to be flexible, and then we get more done, mm-hmm. and then we're, but but yeah, by by doing that, we make decisions quick. Like we don't linger on like okay, right. is that that sound of the piano or that sound or that echo? Just do it, make it move. We do on. what we feel exactly. Well, that's another great thing. It, do it, make it move on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There, are, I, I can't tell you how many artists are stuck there in their studio. Changing one knob that in the oh, end no one else hours. is gonna ever think about. Never, but it'd be fun when you're learning and, and to, to explore. Is, but, yeah. but come on, like right. put it out there. Yeah, that's, that's like, what art learn is from sculpting, from, right. from doing sculpture by, by sculpture. It's a snapshot of your experience. Make decisions at that fast. Moment, and make decisions. Should, yes. And also, that's what remastering is for. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Remix. Right. Get a remix, baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, wh- who are some of the, your favorite artists that you've been able to work with as a part of Bone Sculpture? Um, I have a song with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> no way. On SoundCloud, check it out. Yeah, I got hired to be a. For a while there, I was a, I was a, I was a remix uh, engineer. I did so, remixes professionally for Beastie Boys, uh, Lauren Hill, Lincoln Park, and then I won a contest and I remixed for Snoop Dogg. But see, my remixes, it, it eventually got set back and rejected because I didn't use any parts of the Kid Cudi song. I made my own. 
my remixes are from scratch, a whole different. I make myself from, from scratch. I don't use any elements, so like most people aren't expecting that. But he liked it anyway and released it. You know, so wow. the funny thing was, <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, he's like, oh yeah, we'll fly you out and you can we can meet him, meet and greet and everything. But I, I don't fly, so I took a train. He's like, well, he's going on tour, so you're not gonna meet him. So I had to go all the way there just to get access to his vocals. He wouldn't, wouldn't email me his vocals, obviously. And then uh, it's, it's on Song Count SoundCloud. That's and crazy. I, I don't know man. what it was released on or anything like that, but it was, it's out there. That's so crazy. Did you actually get to meet him then? No, or? never, oh. never met him. Never yeah. met you, Calvin. Shout, shout, shout out. <laughs> Hit your boy up. Let's do some reggae, bro. Dude, that's incredible. That's. How did you even get that opportunity? Uh, it was a thing called Endaba. It was a, it was a contest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Indubba Music, shout out to them. I, I, they provide a lot of opportunities for people. I'm not sure if it's still even around, but we used to do like, we used to have contests for producers. To, you know, it was, it, was, it was awesome. That's the and then I, when I was young, 19, I did bongos for Burning Spear, like a legend in, in reggae. And that's through him is how I met some other, other worked with a lot of artists in reggae. So I got my, my, my 20s, I was, I, was like, I was a reggae producer mostly. And then reggae, I did play bass in a bunch of reggae bands in Philly and stuff. So you compile these in compilations and you release them. Now I do it, but as, oh, as bonus culture, yeah. Uh, I think we're on. This is going to be our fourth one coming up. We have two of them that are still available. One is is lost to the ether, and uh, you know, hard drives and it used to be a thing called like old websites that have gone down. Like Aima, I think it was on Aima. But the first bonus culture compilation is who knows where that is. But the second one is still available. It's called the Full Effect. That's on, out on everywhere. And then my, my last one is called uh, Sam Sarah. That's, that's available. That's most that's all hip hop. That's cool. So it's a well, hip hop in one Christian reggae band song <laughs> called Praise with uh, Android Eddie. <laughs> nice. So you, uh, these are all uh, people that you have produced or made beats for? Um, or I will let people know do not submit to me because I don't listen to them. I can't, I can't. It's just not fair. These are people that I found, mm. for you, one way or the other. Uh, I just had to make it fair to people, and you cannot send them to me. Please don't uh, spam my friends or whatever, please. You know, I, I, I agree with that. People, people are, are, are messaging my girlfriend trying to, I have a rapper, can you just send this to your boyfriend? Please don't do that anymore. You, I will not listen to you. <laughs> yeah, right. It, if you want a short ways for people not to be <laughs> right. on your side, don't bother me, please. It's by it's by directly messaging, or e- even worse, hey, is by messaging. Come out to uh, open mic at Telus. Maybe I'll see you there. Right, exact, exactly. The best way you're ever gonna get anybody to know you open and mics. to open actually mics. be there with you is by going to an open mic, going open to one mics. of their performances. And I being, know somebody who has severe anxiety. It was really hard for me to do so. Yeah, uh, you have to get out of your comfort zone sometimes. Yeah. And speaking on that, there's always always a time and a place, right? If especially if they're if the if they haven't stated that their DMs are open, don't talk to them. Right. Just don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be one way to get them on your get them mad at you. Now, once a year, twice a year, if you follow Bones Culture page, I do have submissions open. That happens once a year. So that is your time. So yeah, stay tuned for that, but don't be hit me up, please. No. Otherwise. Feel free to check them out. Because yeah, I've retired retri- right. from the music industry. You can no longer hire me to mix or to like uh, produce your... Uh, I'm, not, I'm no longer a producer. I'm, I'm now a recording artist who likes to collaborate. I'm gotcha. no longer a producer. What's that journey been like? Why did you decide to quit? 
Well, I was uh, kidnapped by armed people in L.A. and held uh, ransom for about 10 days. So that's what he's really, really does have extravagant stories for days, but they're true. Yeah, I was at the Rainbow Lounge. Shout out to Rainbow Lounge and Lemmy. I was bothering Lemmy. If you all know Motorhead, he played touchscreen poker every day at the Rainbow Lounge before he passed. Rest in peace. It was was at the right time, but a funny joke maybe. uh, Who would win in a fight, Lemmy or God? <laughs> Quick trick question. Let me ask God. That's just a joke. Funny. But uh, uh, let me. He's a wonderful human being who like likes to have uh, Jack Daniels for breakfast. And so I would, I'd bother him. I'd bother him. Because I wanted him to play bass on my songs. And um, so I was lonely. I didn't know anybody in LA really, you know. And uh, I started running in my mouth saying, "All these this studio I'm working at has got 28 inch woofers and blah 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 blah." Just wrong, wrong, wrong people. Let's let's heard heard and wrong people. They they uh, held me at gunpoint. Wow. Yeah, there's, especially like L.A. or Chicago, uh, you got to be careful what you say. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and be yeah. careful who you brag to. Yeah, and I'm, see, I'm street smart. I'm from the hood, but uh, you, gotta, you just got you to watch yourself. Yeah. Speaking of your talents, we have one of your, you call this your magnum opus or, or your, one of your best yeah. works. Let's yes. go. Yeah, oh, it's, 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 as far as like editing goes, it's definitely my magnum opus. It's one of my best, best production work. Talk about it. Uh, what's like about what what's what was the process behind that? It was really just a collaboration. Uh, a bunch of different vocalists had sent in had sent in work. I sent a beat to a uh, bunch of different artists, and um, some of them sent in some work, and then end up, um, I believe I believe it was Don may have dropped the vocals first, and then uh, Circumstantial Saint added his, and had this wonderful artist from um, Delaware come up, Calamity. She's an amazing vocalist. She's a professional um, theater uh, actress. She's known. For, she's known for doing, for doing an award-winning version of Shrek. <laughs> yeah, she played Shrek. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, she's she's a very very uh, wonderful human being and just like always open to, whatever you know. She came by and literally added vocals to like ten songs in a matter of like two hours. <laughs> it's crazy when you can get talent like that when it's like one take and it's perfect and yeah. it's like, all right, that's all I need. Thank you. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's, yeah, if you like. Nothing's gonna be perfect. That's no, right. of be really, like, right. we go for B plus, you know, and then because part of the music or part of the experience is the imperfections. You listen yeah. to the old right. music, exactly. like yeah. uh, Muddy Waters, and you can hear all the little imperfections with the harmonica yeah. or whatever. Especially these days, these days where everything's so pristine, we do keep a lot of those, like you know, ad libs and stuff, and 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 different things and, and, and mistakes and I don't I don't just, just loop the, the one part where, where, where I make the mistakes I keep a lot of my mistakes Same in there <laughs> circumstantial so you have to show yeah. pieces of the, those imperfections yeah. as part of what makes the and album this album I don't, I don't loop any of my well occasionally I loop some baby bass lines but most of like the piano lines and my guitar there's some imperfections it's, it's, it's in there from, and I love hearing beginning it. to end it's just like one, 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 yep. one track one take and that's essentially, for the most part, what I did too. Yeah, like, so it's so, so has, has, like has, has a very live feel. Like you feel like you're yeah. in the room with us when yep. you listen to it. So this is "Let Go" by Circumstances. Enjoy. Beware of those energy vampires. 
transition, a new energy that is reflective of the present, the present person you know yourself to be, to feel, inhale, and say, I release, and then Social death, our best coat. When I float and go and set sail, the depth of this wave could fill 55 wells. Rolling around my way for being a gentleman in my penmanship on Zen and all to guide all my cannon and but sometimes I gotta get away on this carpet of haze like Aladdin. Wish for more better days, but will the genie end up being as sneaky as they say? Here's some advice to avoid a slap in the face. They can never play if you ain't a part of that game, man. When there's nothing to gain, they tend to treat us all as if we're the same. That's fine by me. As long as there's a quarter of the Gideon and a dime by me. Maybe a beignet, me my sticky dough, take mine by three. And when it's all said and done, when the freight never run, I abide by freeing my mind and raising funds for my sons. I have a hell of fun with it. Can't be barbecuing with these bomb chickens. What T-Max say, I'm done, done with it. And now I'm done, finished. I am bringing it. I am bringing it. I am bringing it. I am slaying it. I am slaying it. 
That's Let Go by Circumstantial Saint. Where can people find you at? And where can people subscribe, find all this music at? First off, please, please go support independent artists and go to bandcamp.com or the app. Search Circumstantial Saint. Uh, buy my album, my also, EPs and singles. I'll add into the Bandcamp. Bandcamp Friday is when you guys get all of all of the funds. So That's buy right. it. Make sure if you go to Bandcamp and buy that, buy it on Friday so yes. you can really help support the local artists on there. Yes, and we've been trying to drop little gems for people to pick up actually on Fridays as well. Yeah. Every Friday we've been trying to do a little something, uh, but we're on everything. As you can see, we're on TikTok right now. Um, I have viewers watching. We're on Instagram, Facebook, um, and we're getting a YouTube up so all of our promotional videos and things will be up on the YouTube channel. Uh, and we do have a website that is underneath my independent media platform. So you can go to leonblock.com. And if anyone wants to book us or uh, reach out to us and contact us, you can do so through the leonblock.com or Bones Culture as well. Or even Sage Rush. You guys have Sage Rush yeah, as well. Yeah, Sage Rush too. Yeah, Sage Rush as well. Absolutely. And if you've been enjoying us so far, please be sure to like, follow, subscribe, comment, share with your friends. We will continue going live on Facebook Live, but for the radio, we're going to get you guys back to the music. All right. So, I have some generic questions that I'd like to ask yeah. everybody. Yeah. What is one of the best pieces of advice anyone has ever given you? Hmm. One of the best pieces of advice I have been given... I think that has served me well is to believe in myself. Mm. Um, I've been proven time and time again that when I go with my gut and what I truly wholeheartedly believe versus what other people are suggesting and telling me, when I listen to what I think, what I want, and what I truly feel and actually do it, I'm so much more happier and I prove myself right. Um, so, and I've gotten that little piece of advice. It's very generic advice. I've gotten it from many, many people and it, it it's true. But it works. Yeah, yes, that's right. It really does. It's always the cliches that people go, but it's totally. at, it, there's cliches. a reason. Yeah, I know. The cliches always, when, you, when I'm younger, I always wanted to f try to fight against them. Yeah, right. And then now that I'm like 40s, like they are all true. Yep. 
They're all true. Affirmations and mantras are so simple, but they do the most good. Yeah, that's why, that's why I love like Zen, Zen cones because they're so, are so simple. Very true. What about for you, Ben? What's one of the most best pieces of advice that you've ever been given? Oh, um, head start. That's a good point. I hope. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, I don't. I'm one of those people who had to learn the hard way. Everything. I mean, I if told me something. I would never follow it. I would probably go against it. I'm, just, I'm the same way. I'm so because like I can say it's from like being a bad. It's like my dad left when I was younger, and it's like not having a dad, which is good and bad. You know, what I mean, it's, when I was younger, I was like always sad about it, but then I realized, hey, I didn't have somebody who like shaped me in a weird way. I made myself. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what makes us trendsetters and yeah. we're just such rebellious people. Why we mesh together so well is like we don't like being controlled. We just do our own thing and we go with the flow. And I think that's why we make such beautiful art together. Very, very true. What's one of the best pieces of advice you've given yourself then? Hmm. Or that you would give forgive it, Forgive yourself. Mm. Because, I mean, like, hold yourself to a standard, of course, but like, forgive, forgive yourself. You know, it's like we're all trying our best, you know. And the best thing, I guess, is every person you meet, you can learn something from. Whether whether you like them or not, you can learn from every single person that you meet. Absolutely. That's true. What about you, for you? Uh, you know, doing the shadow work, reminding people mm, to look so, at the so hard to parts do. of themselves because it is really the hardest hard. thing to do. Holding yourself hard. accountable is how I would actually frame that because if you're not looking at the deepest, darkest parts of you and getting the dust off the ceiling fan, how can you have a clean house? And, and do it before you do shadow work. Be prepared to like right. make sure you're feeling maybe stronger that week. Right. Give yourself some space, some some time, some yeah, and some pampering maybe first, some self care. I think the best way that I've given advice to people is actually through uh, showing people <laughs> the things that I go yeah. through in the way that I've learned. Yeah, it. right. Um, I'm not so much of a preachy person. I'm a, I'm doing this. I'm doing this for myself. You could do it too. But not pushing it on people, you know, just setting the example. Right. Just saying, hey, by the way, I'm doing this. You can do it too. Yeah, it worked for me. Maybe. It, it works for me. Maybe it worked. And that's another, that's another thing. You don't want to push somebody because not everybody works the same and way. It's never going to work. You can never, you can never force them on to do better or right. better themselves. Right. It's, <laughs> this, is, this is something a, a lot of uh, people pleasers or a lot of uh, savior. Uh, yes. They must realize you must realize if you are trying to help somebody you got to realize it is on them yes to make the first step you can give them all the encouragement all the accountability in the world that was saying you lead a horse to water but you can't make a drink can't make a drink that's exactly right right cliche like i I should be in the recovery community and try to always well what can you do to help my my friend who's i can't do anything they've got to want to yeah there's nothing you can do but give them love and right. give uh, reserve space for them, and hard love never works. Mm-hmm. Don't shut your friends Talk out about it. if they're had an active addiction. I did, and I regret it every day. So the one thing you can do to help somebody is give. Them you can set boundaries. Yes, have boundaries. Yeah, you can set yes. boundaries for sure. But never don't fully withhold your love. Yeah, you can give them encouragement when they do a good thing. Yes, you can even though harm, even, harm reduction works. Abstinence does not. Yes. Right. Agree. So make sure you're there. You can say, good job, good job on this, even if it's something small. Yeah, very. Hey, oh, hey, you showered today. Good job. Exactly. You, know, right. you combed your hair. Right. You, you, le- you left your bed today. It's... You got up. You didn't stay in bed. You brushed your teeth. You got dressed today. Right. 
Good job. And if you have a friend who you know is doing that, why don't you like leave them a plate on the on their porch? You know, right. something like that. Just right. Don't don't force them to, to like come out to dinner with you or blah, blah blah. Just leave them a bag of groceries. Maybe uh, give them a new shirt. Who, who knows? Something, something small. It's gonna it's gonna go a long way, and it's these small little crumbs, these small little steps that's gonna help them build back their confidence because depression is a real thing, and depression is also a drug, right? Yes. It can go on for a very long time, and yes. those people don't even realize nah, most lo- times that they're I lost in it. myself last year. Same. Speaking of dust on the ceiling fan, yes, mm. we got that lined up as well. Yes. Uh, Dust on a Ceiling Fan was an it Tr- actually tr- trigger warning. The song may trigger, trigger warning. Uh, it actually was one of the few songs. On, actually, that's not true. There were a few songs on the album that I conceptualized and said, "I'm going to do this." I don't have the lyrics yet. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I know how I want this to come out. Mm. And Dust on a Ceiling Fan was that track where. It is featuring, originally it was supposed to be a duet between Sean Hogan and I, who's a phenomenal teacher and yeah. an activist and poet Men- in his mentor, own right. Yeah. Um, he has a book, go out and get it, I forget the name, but phenomenal, phenomenal guy. And, uh, and an amazing poet, but he's complete, his, his sound and the way that he speaks is completely different than mine. So I thought that it would be a really great duet. And then we added Sir Dominique Jordan on it for vocals. Which I think will throw people off because the whole thing that I was singing, I wasn't very singing it very well. So Dante didn't want to add it to the song. <laughs> but Dom came by to uh, we like to uh, partake of medicine together, and then uh, I started humming it, and he ran downstairs to the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Dust on a Ceiling Fan um, is is such a, a low vibe, uh, relaxed track in in a sense of sound, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a, your classic yeah. like yeah. '90s hip hop sounding yeah. track. I think that's what reels people in, and of course, I'm excited like, to see where this one goes. It, dro- it drops on the thirtieth, right? And I think, I think also, and I, I intentionally chose a sulky, smooth voice to go on this because yeah, of the I nature. I like your voice on this one, right? Because of the nature of the the topic. And this mic we have used, uh, you, can, you can hear the little the nuance of it. Hundred dollar mic, this AT twenty twenty Audio Technica it is fantastic. I invite everybody to get that mic. I, I read about it because of uh, what's his name, Phineas of um, Billy Eilish uses it. I read an interview, so I was like, I'm getting that. If Billy Eilish sounds good with it, then I'm getting it. You can literally hear, like, there are certain parts where I make sure that I'm purposely enunciating certain things a certain way that other people, they're like, why are you talking like that? Because and I didn't, use, I didn't use pop screen. That's what I didn't I'm use talking screen. about and why it's so deep and dark. And, yeah. you know, it, again, it's called Dust on a Ceiling Fan. So people are like, what, why is Dust on a Ceiling Fan? What? Well, it's talking about the darkest, deepest, hardest part you still have of you that you've got to... Yeah. I need to claim that shit off one of your days. I mean, that's, that's part of the thing. It builds up without you realizing, and then you turn on the fan, and whoop, it yeah. all comes down on you. Oh, that part. So it's, yeah, it's yeah, talking yeah. about like, okay, well, when that fan is off, you want to get it then. You want to get it where you're able to motivate yourself and then go dust it off because when you turn that fan on, it's going to be way worse. It's going to be raining on you. Exactly. And you're going to be overwhelmed and coughing, and, and it's going to be a whole mess, and uh, not only sol- solid life advice, but solid metaphorical advice yeah. as well. That was one of those tracks where uh, uh, like most of the tracks, it took me just 
flowing and just writing it down really quick as we're recording. And it was one of my favorite um, to put together. Put together right, right on the spot. No, wow. this was completely different. This was completely different. I had uh, maybe four bars, four lines done. And I was like, okay, I know how I want this to be oh, and end. Man. So I had uh, sent my four lines to Sean. It was like, okay, this is what this is what I've got. Write something for me real quick and show me what you've got. He sent me something real quick of what he had lined up. And I was like, all right, this is perfect. So I spent one day just kind of writing some ideas down. And then I think it was like a week or so because we had – I gave you the idea when we started like I Am Who mm. um, back then when oh, the album yeah, was just getting right. started. But it was like two weeks maybe before we actually went in and recorded it. Um, it's really, I took really, my oh, time. Yeah, let's just do that in a couple weeks when we're ready. We uh, scheduled the date to do it with Sean. That too, yeah. Um, but that day we ended up recording three songs yeah. in one day, which was crazy. But Dust on a Ceiling Fan opened that up. And we didn't even finish Dust on a Ceiling Fan that day. We recorded like a, fir- a, a piece of it. We recorded the beat and Sean's Did part. Did you change beats of that one? No. Oh. And then we went back in and I recorded the rest. Mm-hmm. I had the lyrics down, but I wasn't sure how I was going to speak it yet. Yeah, remember that. Remember so, that. But the lyrics themselves, that was the that one was a, song where it took me days and days to write the words down. That was something... That I took my time writing. Every single word was placed, and I took parts out and replaced them with things. Mm. It's not always. Um, it's not well, common it's, for it's, me it's, to it's, do it's, that it's with it's a rare one. Yeah, but probably, probably only when you actually edited. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. When I write speeches, I edit mm. them a certain way, and it'll take me a little bit of time because I. It's different. But when I write poetry, I tend to try and have it just flow. This track means a lot to me because of the way that I wrote it. Mm. Um, the lines, time. like it, I'm actually literally, if you listen to every line and the words that I'm speaking, it's taking you through something, but it's also, it means something for me um, a lot. And I think that's why it, it resonates so much with people. Like it's, it, it is deeply personal to me. Um, it does involve a lot of different topics. Everything that song involves are topics that I've personally dealt with. Um, and there are lines that topic. speak to traumatic situations that I've been through that um other people are kind of like wow i can't believe you said that well yeah why are you not talking about it you know these are dark things that we need to be more open about so that we can move past them you don't want to just keep a whole bunch of skeletons in your closet you know i have another song that is going to be on the second half of saint hood is circumstantial which the ep is actually on Bandcamp, and you can go check it out um i do have saint hood circumstantial ep uh, Saint Hood is circumstantial EP. Now we did a track with uh, J W Nilsson of the Nilsson Family Band, and that song is called mm-hmm. "I Am Not My Addiction." Yeah. And if you think "Dust on a Ceiling Fan" is deep, right, right, and <laughs> deals with things that uh, triggers, um, yeah. "I Am Not My Addiction" really goes a whole. It takes it to a whole nother level. We play that one live a lot. I was gonna yeah. say you guys did that one at Tell Us. Yeah. I perf- I perform that a lot. That's at this point, that has tonight. become. Probably do tonight. At this point, that's become my baby. That has become the most. I I keep it close, and I think that's why I perform it so much. It, it deeply resonates it with people. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it really tugs it's, at the cord, but it wakes people, people up. People yeah. need it. We need it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas it's not as encoded either. Dust on a ceiling fan. You have to listen to a few times to get some of the pieces of what I'm saying. I am not my addiction is blunt. <laughs> But it's over a soft track, and I'm right. like very emotional yeah, over it. So it blends well. Like we try to play on that light and dark aspect. So if a, if the sound of a song is very dark, I try to be light with my with the way that I sound, not my words, 
but with the way I sound. And I am not my addiction is kind of the reverse. The the sound of the song is very light. I think you called it uh like elevator music. Or yeah, something. it is kind of like elevator music. It does have that kind of vibe, but the way that I speak over it is very emotional and passionate. Yes. yes. Yeah, I'm very proud of it. Oh, this is this is the world premiere. The world premiere of dusting on this ceiling fan by a circumstantial saint. Cluttered shelves and hurried hands Demand more attention than all the grains of sand As time passes and new days land Time collects dust on the ceiling fan Ocean to motion, try to swing with the truths You know, maybe we cruise through too many grooves Don't it feel good to spin a new move? See what scatters when the grit gets smooth Gets to the wind Time flies, or time lies. What do or did you decide? Collections of clutter, hordes of trash. What became the one who was built to last? How could something that spins so wild, wobbling loose in the highest style, stay so still? This dead skin and risen residue is clinging for dear life. Fingernail scratches, clenched down teeth. You gotta free that shit. Clean that shit and get yourself free. The first real time I talked to my inner child. He held way too much anger against me. He held these emotions I couldn't understand. See, it was like he spoke a different language and there was this disconnect. And we didn't know where all this stuff, this stuff came from. And I couldn't see, only feel. So how am I to know what's real? What's me and what's the child? What's the pain and what's the trauma? What's the truth? What's the root? When did I first get abused? When did I first get used? Because only then can you break out that broom and begin to clean up that room and once you clean up that room then you can start on the task of mending your broken heart fingernail scratches clenched down teeth you gotta free that shit clean that shit and get yourself free the bitterness hurt non-reduction of seduction brought on by molestation in its subliminally insidious but innocent nature fueled by constant re-traumatization self-sabotage neglect and degradation because well deceiving eyes can make you hide can make you cry can make you push your feelings aside and when all is said and done and that person won't hold your hand those feelings collect dust on the ceiling fan Dust on the ceiling fan. Nail scratches, clenched down teeth. You gotta free that shit. Clean that shit and get yourself free. When the wounds burn like a frying pan. When time lies like a cheating man. When life stings like a fool in the sand. That shit collects dust on the ceiling fan. When dust falls, it can hurt your eyes. When the dust falls, you won't know when or will you even see it. I let the dust fall, reach up, clean it. Of all the things that's hard to do, reaching into the darkest parts of you. The dirty, moldy, dusty, musty crevices that hold no value but take up space. Give it up, 
throw it away. It holds no place. That child inside is crying to strive high, reach the sky and dream wide because life is in color and there are no regrets. Don't let the gold get buried in the sand or let the dream collect dust on the ceiling fan. Reach up, shine brighter, stretch your arms just a little bit higher. Scratches, clench down teeth. You gotta free that shit, clean that shit. Then dial yourself so still. This dead skin and risen residue is clinging to dear life. Fingernail scratches, clench down teeth. You gotta free that shit, clean that shit, and get yourself free. You better clean that shit. That's on the ceiling fan. And that was Dust on the Ceiling Fan. Make sure you guys listen to all of this with headphones, by the way. Yeah. Quick shout out. <laughs> Got some awesome some panning around that. Yeah. Absolutely. So how has your race affected you throughout your life? What do you do about it? Wow, yeah, that's a loaded question. It's a very um, loaded question. I grew up I was born and raised up until I was thirteen in a town where uh the town itself is almost unanimously black. Um, but I went to a very diverse elementary school. Middle school, I was exposed to all different people and cultures. You name it, I was exposed to it. As soon as I went to high school, now I'm uh, pansexual. I came out as uh, queer when I was 12. Uh, I didn't care. I was tired of being picked on. I would get into fights like crazy defending myself. Uh, I decided, well, my mother decided to move to Wilkes-Barre, upstate Pennsylvania, which is uh, at the time was a completely different kind of environment. I went from being... Uh, the unteeth black guy in every class to being the only mm. black person in every class, um, which was definitely a shock. But uh, I got exposed from that point on the rest of my life. I got exposed to all different kinds of environments. So uh, I've learned to be comfortable in my own skin, but it does not change the fact that I've also been exposed to seeing how I'm treated in different environments. So I'm very mindful of the way that the world sees me, but I try to enforce the way that I see myself on the world instead. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, this is a good answer. So what do you do to uh, promote your cause, help the cause of... of yeah, so uh, I run an independent media platform that started off the backs of originally the pandemic, um, saying, okay, I need to do something different with my life since I've been laid off. I'm going to try something. I have nothing left to lose. I'm going to start a podcast and a show um, geared around uh, BIPOC issues. Well, George Floyd uh, was executed and uh, social rights, uh, social justice issues and human rights issues took to the forefront. Um, and I took to the streets, getting heavily, heavily involved in activism work, um, leading marches and protests and rallies and joining different. Um, I'm currently a part of the Party for Socialism and Liberation. Um, but I uh, started working with a number of different organizations, trying to see how I could not only learn and grow, um, but help my fellow people to learn and grow as well. Um, I was learning a lot about things that I vaguely knew about but didn't really engage in and it became a mission for me to help connect people through information we all as americans 
largely do not like mainstream media. We don't watch it. We don't watch the news. We don't care. We know that it's largely not true or there's some fabrications Definitely or this, right. that, and a third. Mm-hmm. So news is important. It's extremely important. Knowledge is important. And the best way for us to connect, to better understand each other, is to exchange information. So it became my life's mission and my life's work as far as activism to connect people. That is my go-to, sure, find default way of how I know I'm contributing to this this, this movement. Um, with that being said, yes, I do like to go, I do like to speak um, at rallies and marches, but the epitome of what the Leon Block Independent Media is for and is about is going to, uh, you know, if, if this summer, actually, at, for example, um, Jalen Walker, who was uh, a man in his 20s, um, who had just recently lost his wife, uh, never been in trouble in his life, was shot 60 times, 93 bullets were shot at him by Akron, Ohio police. Um, I went out there as they were protesting and marching um, for a few days, filmed footage of everything that goes on so that people nationwide can see what's happening because mainstream media may go and interview one person, but they're not going to interview a march. They're not going to walk with people and interview ordinary citizens about how they actually feel, no holds barred, or just raw material saying exactly how they feel. Um, And I spent, actually I ended up spending like three weeks out there in total. Um, And I've made so many more connections with families and activists and I mean, the NAACP, um, Ohio is in desperate need of attention right now. Uh, so Ohio and Minnesota is where our focus is. However, we do cover all human rights issues, environmental issues, anything that mainstream media will not touch, we do. Um, that is my way of um, activism at this point. Uh, and, and also the music as well. The music is a lighthearted counterpart to um, the media because... Not everyone wants to talk about, yeah, it's a gateway. Um, not everyone wants to talk about the dark things that go on in the world, and I understand that. Wrap it up on that. Yeah, it's a, yeah. if, you're, if you're dealing with politics all the time, it's not a happy life. It's right. not. That's true. That's true. Which is why like, the music it, 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 it has become an outlet. It, it can consume you. It does. It, it did me last year. It, it burnt me out two years ago. Hey, I, I know that. I, I Look, I get obsessed too, too involved. Yeah, with it. I, I don't really get much sleep yeah. because it is... It's got to really affect you. Yeah, well, it's it's something it's that... Gotta, <laughs> but how much Yeah, because I also see where I have a vision um, where I'm going to be bigger than Sean King. I'm going to be bigger than MLK. I'm going to be bigger than uh, uh, George Floyd and Ben Crump and Oprah. For the right reasons, I want to connect people in a way that I'm not just making money. I'm not making money for myself at all. If I make money, it's getting put back into communities that actually need it. Yeah, um, I want to connect the world in a way that is actually beneficial. And I'm not downing Oprah or any other media mogul, but I don't see them putting their money where their right, mouth is. Exactly. Yeah, have a vision That's my intention. And hoping I might people. seem stretched and, and stretched thin right now, but it's off for a greater purpose and i'll continue to do that because it means that much to me right anybody you see in the in the mainstream has become corporatized they've become right. profit driven they haven't mm-hmm. they've left their community and that's their they've become tokens yes. of of the black exactly community. and i will i refuse i refuse that's the leon black independent media 
probably we've done it for two. We've been doing it for two years. We intend to stay grassroots. We're going to organically grow in a way that people will be able to fully trust us. So this might be another loaded question, but what are some of the top struggles of the black community today? Okay, so conquer and divide is a tactic that is used by the powers that be to keep us divided. That is the biggest issue I think that we have. Um, You know, reparations are a big topic, but we were able as, as, as a community in past iterations able to scrounge up whatever. We made a whole meal out of lemons. We didn't just make lemonade. We always were able to accumulate wealth and harbor things for ourselves and have all kinds of wealth on our own. Um, But we also, in past iterations, had a deeper, more collective sense of community. Um, We've, as a people, been disenfranchised. um, And that's what I mean by conquer and divide. There we we're we're largely separated. We're not one big unit to demand the kind of things that we actually need, like proper education across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, whites, uh, as a group, have eight times the wealth of blacks on average, um, and that is the result of compounded investments and incentives um, to keep a conquer and divide strategy. You know, different groups from coming together and thinking and really knowing that they're all the same. Um, it's a subliminal. Uh, you know, I'm better than you, even though I'm going to say that we're equal. It's this kind of subliminal mindset that the powers that be have thrown upon us. It doesn't mean that it is not up to us to do things on our own. Um, I think ultimately it's up to us to dictate how we want to control our lives. Um, Hence why I do what I do so much, connecting all of us, reconnecting all of us so that we can be on the same page, even if we don't agree with one another. We know where we all stand. That's what's important. Um, but yeah, uh, our communities are very disenfranchised. Wealth is a big issue. Education is a big issue. Um, those three things. And then also environment, um, health. We are, most of our communities are in what people like to call food deserts. I like to call going through food apartheid um, because it makes it more realistic and, and actually makes it more visual for you to understand that we're in desperate need of things. And it's it's... It's a renewable myself. resource. When Food is renewable. You eat nothing but little Debbie's meat stuffed in the bodegas in the corner. It ruins your mental health. But it's we didn't. We didn't ask for desert. You know? As I say, it's and it's it's not a it's not a method of because a desert is a geo- geographical location. It's but that's not what's happening here. It's it's an apartheid. What you said, if you don't know what happened with apartheid, you should look into it. Absolutely. Um, but it's it's basically where. People are hoarding all the resources away from them, so that way it becomes a desert. It's not a. It's not just not oh, really. like California's a desert. We know that. No, this is a planned desert. Thank you. Exactly, and I think that's also where it starts because if you're eating better, you're thinking better. Yeah. If you're thinking better, you're feeling better. You're doing, doing better. better. You can have more a better productive. opportunity to connect with more people. If you're eating sugar and salt all day long, and that's Processed all you can, right? And that's all you can eat. Last year, I was going to kill myself every day. Of course, you're going to be depressed. You're going to be angry, and everyone else around you is going to be depressed and angry. All you're going to do is fight against it's one irritated. another. Irritated, always irritated. That part. <laughs> irritated. So, there's so much we could get into with like the FDA exactly. and, yeah, yeah. and yeah. all the. Uh, other, maybe, otherwise, maybe, illegal. Maybe we'll come back, come right. back and talk about that next. But right, but from a simple standpoint, food, uh, information, um, and, and and money. Those are those are the you know the three big things to, to simplify and answer your question. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, that's that's awesome. A lot of work. A lot of just go. I don't stop working. All he does I I don't know how to stop. Work all day. Work all day. I do. I don't know how to stop, and it's 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 extremely hard. But I will stop when I stop breathing. You said do like new thing on Sundays where we're we're gonna have like community days where we try to get involved with the local Unitarian Church, and we're gonna start doing workshops there, and we're gonna have Sundays where we're we're gonna share on our techniques and just have have community. Yeah, and, and recharge ourselves so that we can go out. Yeah, there it's important to practice what we preach as yeah. well. Absolutely, and, those and we're not we're not perfect. We make mistakes, but we are we're learning. That's the but point. I thought it was so odd. Like, believe me, I find it ironic that we made a self help. I have a self help album <laughs> too. So. There's one thing I've learned over the past two years, and it's a misconception that I think a lot of people have. A lot of people think it's a top down solution. Right. It's not. It doesn't I matter know. who the it's, who the president is. It doesn't matter who. Who, whatever, the local politician, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's all from your neighbors, neighbors. up. That's right. Neighbors. That's where... The only way we'll change the world. Cannot stress that one enough. Neighbor time, yeah. One neighbor, neighbor at a time. One neighbor at a time. neighborhood at a time. Become... Because... Do you know your neighbors? I do. There you go. Do you I know your neighbors? I love my neighbors. Yeah, I, I told them. Yeah, I'm getting to know them. I don't know my neighbors. That's a problem. Yeah. And that, most people, I if I ask that question... Block parties. Yeah. And, if, and we'll yeah, perform right. at them. <laughs> But if you ask the majority of Americans nowadays, do you know your no, neighbors? They're going to say no. It's, bad. It's, it's not our fault. It's designed that way. Right. It's designed this way. Yep. you got to know your neighbors. And how does one get to know their neighbors? That's a great question. It's through community organization. Yeah. You put on a block party. Say, hey. Yeah. Uh, or even like a garage. Everyone needs to sell stuff. That yeah, garage sale. Garage sale. Community garage sale. Like, then you get to go around to other people, meet them, hang out. And... It's yeah. it's so simple. And that's what the Panthers were doing. That's right. That's right. But it's also so we scary. Need, we need to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You gotta get out of your comfort zone and it's very scary, but so 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 rewarding. Once you start like say hi to your neighbors, they look at you funny. It's okay. Next day say hi to them again. Then eventually they'll give you a nod, right? Right, right. Next thing you know you're chatting. Next day, before you before you know it, they're coming to your funeral. Right. And that's where change happens. You can't change from, you can't, top down never works. It, it's, and oftentimes when it does work, it's, be, it's because they're forcing it on yeah. everybody. And that's a problem. Well, they, they co opt the change that's already happening. Yeah, exactly. And then become dictators and then become uh, wor- the worst people that you've ever mm-hmm. seen in history. Oh, yeah. From bottom up. It becomes organic. Everyone's on the same page. You can have this. You can relearn civil discourse in a healthy way, because uh, that's another thing that we're missing a lot of nowadays is yes. civil discourse. Yes, we don't know how to meet with somebody who's on a completely right. different side of us. That really needs to happen. And Anytime. hate is not going to make the way for unity at all. We all, we all, we all want the same thing. We all want to be, to be loved and have families. Like both both sides. You know, we all want the same thing. So we need to find a way to do do that. Help. It starts with having yeah. conversations. People Just over, talk to people. people. Over yeah. Profits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you might think, oh, I'm, I would never talk to a conservative or I would never talk to a socialist. I would never talk to a whoever. Talk to them. Yeah. Just it, And yeah, you more, don't have more to. More common than you think. It yeah. is more common yeah. than you think. You're, We're not stuck on these ideologies. Ideologies and groups, they just separate us, you know. And it's another part of the divide and conquer strategy that we're talking about. Don't say, oh, I'm a conservative, I'm a liberal, I'm a a socialist. I don't take labels because we are none of those things. We are, we are all. I'm Corey. We are shades of gray of things. I mean, you have more, you know, these these labels divide us. And 
everyone here's another thing keep an open mind about it as well you can see oh uh they're these people are the way they are because they grew up a certain way right. yeah. if you read any interview with with a socialist or with a fascist or with a national nazi member you can see that you can see the line of progression that got them to the, oh it's yeah. not it's not as if one day they woke up and i, I want to be evil right right it's it's the 1350 uh conversation or it's it's the a, ignore ignorance of the systemic racism that's been happening or the eight or the propagation yeah they're not right. like, I time in iowa i got my nose broken for playing bob molly song on the jukebox because just the people did you know just you know exposed to this these, these things you know and not to like condone it or like to, to give them a give them a pass because you know it's up to you to Take what you were raised with and make your own decisions, but still, it's it's just what people are exposed to. Yeah. And through our part to help try to edu- educate people and to expose them to more things and like like everything and like the more we talk about it, like what's good these days, we're having more conversations and there's things like podcasts that are having you know conversations about race and, and mental health and that's that another thing is like everyone's saying, oh, there's too many podcasts and no, no. we don't we we need more. Yeah. We don't have enough. People, the, the fact mainstream so media wants around, that doesn't want podcasts around. That, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we need more people talking. I think it's great. Yeah. It's you're right. You're so right. Back in the day when there was only three channels, you got one opinion, and it right. was a filtered through opinion that everyone had on. Now we, we talk about, uh, but, there's but, a lot but, of, but there were a lot of ham radio things. There were, yeah, of course. Of, but just kind of the new version of that. But the the, the, the too, so absolutely. But the thing is, is that people talk about. Broken realities or disengaged realities. No, it's not. That's not the case. It's that right. there are multiple different opinions and there are multiple different realities happening together. Yeah, exactly. And we need to work together to build a stronger community because mm-hmm. these corporate co- conglomerates. Yeah, if you, they to keep us apart. I was gonna say, if you look at who owns them, they're same yep. people. Yep. Yeah. Same people. Yep. It's all controlled opposition, and it's all this, this, and that. And it is built to sustain itself. It's called the establishment for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yes. There we go. Talk Amen. about Amen. it. So, <laughs> may, people will say, "Yeah, the market is oversaturated." Yeah, that's that's. But sure. is that a problem, or is it, that an it, opportunity it, it to? Right. Yeah, yeah, is that an opportunity to connect with the, that other podcast that does something similar to you? Does that give them an opportunity to pro, cross pollinate to become yes. a right? A, well, a, that, that's the most important tool we have yeah. as independent. Media is is cross promotion. That is our greatest tool. Couldn't agree more. Use it, and it's not it's not a competition thing because we're all trying to do the same thing. Yeah, we're not competing. Some people are gonna like the way other people do it more than you, and that's totally fine. But other people are gonna like the way you do it more than anything else. And if you keep consistently, you'll find someone who who resonates with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. and the goal is to bring community together. There isn't a conglomerate. There shouldn't be a conglomerate. There shouldn't be a top-down way of doing things. It should be a grassroots community organized thing. And someone, someone might say that's socialist. It doesn't. That's not necessarily a bad thing with people working together. Right. Granted, there are other conversations about past socialist uh, things, but oh yeah, but having a community work together, whether you're a conservative, liberal, progressive, whatever, is the way. To grow yourselves, to grow yourselves economically, to grow yourselves socially, to grow yourselves mentally, to grow yourselves yeah. physically. Couldn't agree more. Because yeah. in uh, I, I, I terrible mental health this year. I terrible mental health, and I was trying all these different ways to keep mental health. I was going to therapy. I was, you know, affirmations. I had binaural beats. I, 
exercising, I was making my music, but I was still missing something. It wasn't until I added community back that I became healthy. We are a social species. Yes, we are. And we are a community-orientated species. If you don't have some sort of community, even if it's one other friend. A a book club, one book club, club or just something. A knitting club, a... You, you get online and play video games with your friends. Like even if you group. just go to you have no interaction with anyone but the person at the bodega around the corner right. from you every day, and you speak to her and she yeah, speaks so to yeah, you yeah. and that's how exactly. you're doing. That is interaction. Yes, being around other people, even if you're not socially engaged, because I know as an introvert, it is hard for me to go right. to like an open mic and you know, people will see me on my phone all the time. And <laughs> and it, but I'm there with people, and yeah. it's the and it's the actual going out that's the hardest part. Yeah. Even it is hard. Yeah, it yeah. is so hard. Like I, I was a hermit last year, and I refused to go out. But it's one, one well, event at a time. This year. Yeah, one, I got, one I got arrested and sat in jail for a few hours, and it triggered some things. And I would not go outside for the better half of two months. Uh, and here I am, you know, here and out every day almost. Out every day almost, and going to open mics. Like, it's a one, one thing at a time. You know, we did one, we did, we did one event one month. We did. Then we did two events that month. Then we did one event a week, and now we're... I used to be the shyest person. You could ask my family; they're astounded at the things that I do now because, yes. and it it you know it took ways to get there, but to them it's just like overnight, like oh my goodness, and I'm like no, no it's just a process. This was a it was process. a process. Yeah, it is so funny when when I'm, when one of my high school friends uh, sees what I'm doing now, they're like, <laughs> you didn't <laughs> right. even talk at all. Same, same. So my parents will watch this, and and they were like, "That's awesome. You're so mature. You you uh, are professional, and you have your life. You're kind of organized now, because that was never the case before. I was always all over the place, last minute stuff. Yep. And now now I'm planned out. Right. And uh, it's it's takes. Small steps, and it's the same same concept it's of be, be, be putting your shirt on, right? Be consistent. Don't yeah. don't about where you can see. Just start start small, right? You know, and then you you'll be surprised where you get in a month, then two yeah. months. And, and don't be upset if you relapse. No, please don't. Because that, that, that is the biggest biggest thing. So many things. It's like what I keep going. I hate about the recovery community. It's like you, it's, it, yeah, it's like should just shun these people who relapse or anything, whether it be like, you know, your social anxiety or it might be Keep your addiction or your... That's what I say. If anything, when somebody relapses, that's the time to wrap your arms around yeah. them and bring them back. Exactly. You got this. You got you this. You can do this. Yes. And it it might be a relapse of one day. It might be a relapse of one week or a month. You got to still keep them because right, it's a journey. People mm-hmm. don't realize. And we live in a culture of instant gratification. We yes. got to invest in ourselves, and that takes a lot more time than any of us have the patience right. for. Well, that, that, that is open from my DMs. If you uh, don't feel like getting out of bed, you need someone to encourage you, and you want uh, encouragement on how to draw, or you haven't painted in a while, or you haven't made a song in a while, you can message me. Gladly, I will give you encouragement. I'll add you to my, to my list. Or go listen to my album. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's another, yeah, well, I mean, that's so true. Have... Here's something I've been doing. I, I, I've been going through a rough two years through breakup, through just random ish happening that I don't have control over. That's too. And, that's too. and that's gonna happen in life no matter what. Yeah. Life is a roller coaster. Yeah. There is no happiness without sadness. Yeah. And it's not so like our lives are great every day, or even parts of the day are horrible. It's just how you how you deal with, deal with the situation. Yeah. Right. And 
find out your way of dealing, whether it be humor, whether it be art, whether it be music, whether it be whatever, whether it be reading, cooking, gardening, cooking, whatever. gardening, whatever. Find your happy place. Um, and especially with music, because music is typically something everybody likes. Find five to ten songs that no matter what, once if you listen to it's a bop and yeah. it's it's a good time. Find those ten songs. Don't let them play whenever you're not feeling anything because it won't mean anything. Right. Right. Play, save those songs for those days when you're just not feeling like getting up. And then you put on Eye of the Tiger and like, okay, now I'm ready to go. Or you put on right. a final countdown. Or you put on uh, a show tune. Or you put Maybe. on what the like classical music, whatever it is yeah. for you. Makes you eat or change your clothes or maybe even go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing. It, walk. Prepare, prepare for someone and go for a walk. It's amazing what a walk will do. Absolutely. Change your whole day. Hey, Calamity. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Calamity, who's oh, featured yeah. on uh, Circumstantial yeah, Saint debut album. She's, she's on, on as much as Dom. Dom is. Yeah. So, on to our next question. Yeah. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you have made or you've seen other people make? How can we curb that for the future generations? The biggest mistake I have seen people make is die and not... Rebirth. Not know, not oh, put sorry. all of what is in their brain, in their head, all their thoughts, ideas, and words, and everything out for the world. Mm-hmm. We have lost who knows how many inventions. Oh, you mean actually death? Yeah, who knows how many inventions have been lost, or how many uh, world class, yeah, or 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 in uh, medicines or cures have been lost, lost because someone was afraid. To put that idea out there because someone else told them that they shouldn't speak about it. Mm-hmm. You see all these post post humorous uh, albums of like Michael Jackson or right. or what whatever have you. Uh, that's just the only one that came to my mind at mm-hmm. the moment. But here's and here's another thing: always record yourself. I wanted to mention this when, yes. when we were talking about writing. Always record yourself. The average memory of a human being is seven seconds, and it's often less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll you'll play something on the piano, or you'll say a verse, and you're like, "Ooh," yeah. and then you will f- instantly forget it. Whenever you're doing something creative, you got memos in the pockets now, all times. You got yeah, exactly. No, no excuse these days. There is no excuse. Whenever you're messing around, even if even if you're trying to figure out a line, mm-hmm. right, or you're even trying to figure out yeah. a melody, yeah. record that yeah. because the happy accents are, are the best thing. Yeah, the things that you find trying to. Seriously, I get my best ideas in the bathroom, whether I'm taking a shower or a bath or I'm cutting my hair. All in the inconvenient places. Yes. But you remember, like, when you have that in your brain, then go write it down. Yeah. Go record it because you may not get that back. And, like, it, those are the best I always ideas. get my best when I'm riding my bike around town. Ah. Or, or, or even just walking. And after and, you. And yeah, always. I, luckily, I'm, I'm in the habit of. I use my phone to, to make. I live by reminders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remind myself to do things, mm-hmm. lists, and yeah, those voice memos are just, and I got thousands of them. That's yeah. another and thing. If you're looking to organize your life, uh, calendars are yes. very helpful. To-do very lists. helpful. Yeah. Yes. To-do lists. Reminders. Daily reminders. I get, reminded, I get one every 10 minutes. Oh, do this, do this, do that. Email this. Call this person. Especially I'm, as a neurodivergent person person that's probably really helpful because i live by it i know that i have adhd as well or i don't know if you have adhd but i have adhd and uh i'll 
do one thing and then I will go to Facebook to check. So I'm making like a Canva thing for uh, the story podcast, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, oh, when, when am I going to have that person on? So I go to my phone uh, to check my calendar, but instead I go to Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Or yep. I go to TikTok yep. or go to whatever. Right, and then, you know, the tangent. <laughs> yep, and then you go on a tangent and yep. all of a sudden, oh, 30 minutes go by yeah. and I, well, what was, what I was doing? I doing? <laughs> right, right, right. Oh. Yep. Yeah, and then I look at the Canva, like, oh, I'm doing that. And then yep. the same process will happen yep. again. See, I try to backtrack when that happens to me, like reverse my steps. And it doesn't always work, but I see how it does help. Yeah. It's a good one. One step before, yeah. Calendars are very helpful. Yeah. So did you ever get a chance to answer that? What was the biggest mistakes that you have made or you've seen people make and how can we curb I've that? I've made all kinds of mistakes. I've been in jail. I would do the year in jail. I've, I've thief, liar, uh, robbed places, I've burglarized places, I've stolen cars, I've Attacked police stations. I've, I'm sorry, I've done he's, a lot of things. Been playing yeah, so GTA I, I, I have. I, have, I, have, I have mistakes. I've just sinned. I'm about to sin again. Yeah, for oh, real. Yeah. I, 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 it should be like, for fun, in my 20s, I would hunt policemen down and fight them, or I would go to bars and beat up uh, like jocks. Why? That's pretty interesting. Because I was angry my dad left me. Okay. I was very even, violent. Even more so to say, Valid. Don't let your feelings consume you. Right. And have your outlet to whether it be music, whether it be mm-hmm. great drumming is a really great way to get your yeah. get your hitting it stuff. It wasn't really until like uh recently, like say five years ago, where I really started to apply like uh you know, I took a vow of nonviolence and I started my discovery, you know, I started working on myself. Started going to therapy, started, you know, all that, all that stuff. See, we have a common thing here, like like I'm talking about it, but you actually did it. It was like letting everything in here out. Just releasing to, to, to live a normal life, or not normal, but just yeah. in your purpose. Right, you know? yeah, live, live your purpose, yeah. yeah. So what is one of the m- most memorable lessons you've learned thus far? My God, I still want to learn in jail. <laughs> in regards to music, in regards to life itself. Well, I guess the best thing I do is just be open to, uh, you know, like, be flexible. Like, if you might have an idea for something, and someone might suggest, instead of, like, being defensive shut and shut it down, just entertain it. You'd be surprised what happens. Collaboration is the human spirit. And so, so for me, like, I'm, I'm a person who prefers to be by myself. Like, I can be perfectly content by myself all day long, entertain myself. Mm-hmm. I don't need anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that way for some, some, some years. But every, every couple of years, I'd like to collaborate because you stay out of my comfort zone and, like, I like to make music by myself, you know, and so it's been nice to like have other input and things, you know, and it's so when you get out of your comfort zone, you will always be rewarded. Absolutely. That's true. That's true. You grow as you, a person. Yeah. You're gonna learn new things for better or for worse. Right. It's hard. Trust it's hard. It's really hard. Especially if you if it's your baby that you're collaborating just, with, right? Set set your mind to just be open to it when you when you do it, you know, and just be like, Okay, I'm gonna be open to new things and just I, I would agree with that. Um just going with the flow. And being vulnerable and being open to what the universe wants to bring my way, and not like being resistant to it, is probably being in control all the time. Right. Don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, yeah, that's the most important thing. Sense of humor is very important. Mm -hmm. Self-deprecation is is my emotion doing. Like I like people that who. But it's a poison to yourself. It's a poison that you are enacting on your own body when you do that, and it's it's a habit because we all do. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Or FML, and it's like, no, yeah. stop, Johnson. Not powerful. FML. Yeah, they are very powerful. Be careful how you talk to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
and it's high affirmations. Like in the morning, I, I, that's what I do. In the morning, I wake up and I'm just like angry. I'm a, ask, ask my friends. I'm a grumpy as hell. Oh, me too. I woke up this morning. I angry. am a demon in the morning. Mm-hmm. But like I start, woke up at yep, I, I, get, <laughs> I, get, I get coffee and I start, you know, like actively make your brain, hey, like right. think positive things. Mm-hmm. What is one thing that you know now in regards to your career that you wish you had known when you first started? Besides all the things we've mentioned so far. That I, that being an affirmations poet musician would be a real uh, thing. Job, right? It's a viable job. It's something that people actually want. Like growing up, I always loved music and I always knew that I would be a, a recording artist, but I didn't know how. I'm like, mm. I, I rapped and I sang, but not the best out of anyone. And I'm just like, how, how would I do this? I, I could definitely be a songwriter, but I don't want to be a songwriter. Not for anybody else, you know? So I think for me, just, again, believing in myself and, and yeah. realizing what I actually could, could be. Um, all these things that I am now, I envisioned for myself as a child, but never had the uh, confidence, confidence to, to, to say, like, I could actually do that. Yeah, so that's what I wish I work with people who like are fine and that they've always wanted to do stuff and it's always fun to, you know. I think we were talking about this the other day, um, actually, is that, you know, when you go through traumatic situations um, as a child, it can help push away confidence in yourself. Yeah. And I think like us, um, you know, maybe the pandemic in 2020 really changed the way that everyone looked at their own lives. Yeah. And looked I think at each others, other. Like, yes, and each other. Yeah, like, how, and it, how do I want to live? You know, like, what is, 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 how do really I find purpose in my life? Well for myself. Right. And it, we had nothing left to lose. Uh, so many of right. us around each other were dying. You know, it's like, well, I could die tomorrow. I'm just going to go follow my dreams. And here we are two years later, at least for me, you've Making been following work. your dreams in a sense, but you've no, this is this is different for you, you know, now. Every, right? every time I like say reach a reach a good height or get some recognition or work with a famous person, then I always sabotage it. I would get drunk and make a fool of myself at the party or burn bridges or like, you know, ghost people like then they're not show up at sessions, not show up on you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Get arrested. Yeah, I was gonna say the number one thing is that I would wish I had, had known. Was being professional, whether in mm. regards to mm. clothing, a appearance, brushing your hair, brushing right. your teeth, right? Yeah. Being a, a workable person, not and uh, not being like a social because I'm an introvert to all heck and back, right? Um, but knowing how to socialize correctly, there is a good way right. to socialize, right. and there's a very bad yeah. way to socialize. Yeah. It's a learning learn process. Yeah, you know, how to how to how to. Do some professional chit chat when you're at social events, you know, and and when to know when to stop a conversation, right? Right. Absolutely, because right. you can if you have if you're in the presence of one of the most famous pop artists or whatever, it's so easy to go on forever and ever and ever. But you got to uh, realize that the other person has time as well yeah. and needs time as well. Yeah. So figuring out what you're gonna say. Um, what you need to say and leave oh, it at that. Like I said, to, to a new artist, send the email. Just send it. Like, oh my gosh, yes. my, my entire life, I just had an idea. I have an idea. I'm like, I'm not going to send that to no that one really care. Just, just send it. it. You'd be surprised how many respond. It, <laughs> it's it's the same old cliche. You like miss I said, don't send shots. me demos, but hey, maybe one day I'll be feeling nice. 
<laughs> Calamity, uh, yeah, we will send you info on where to get this podcast from. Don't worry. Absolutely. But for anyone watching, it is The Story. You can check it out on social media. It's on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Check it out. But my anxiety is starting to increase. We have to get to it. Yeah, I got one more question. Cool. One last question. What is one of the funniest things that ever happened on a gig? Hmm. Hmm. Or worse. <laughs> the yelling at the lady. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. First so gig. we. So first, the, the debut gig. Debut gig. Right? Yeah. So you know, for me, it was a, a very big learning experience being out on the street and performing my music. Uh, ben was there, and we had another artist there. First time playing piano, my entire career. It was pretty dope. Uh, we were in front of Nate's sandwich shop, and I had made very nice. Shout out to Nate's. I made a little altar that I put on the stairs, and they, 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 they were closed. They were closed. They didn't but I didn't think that there were yeah, apartment people. buildings upstairs. We didn't think about that, and we saw a couple of people like step over it and walk up. Cool. They didn't say anything. They were they weren't bothered. You know, they're they're going up to their apartment. It's not mm-hmm. like they're coming up and down. So we didn't think about moving it. Well, there was this older woman who came down, and she was very very nasty with the way that she demanded that it be moved and ben's partner went and like politely moved it but she continued to still be rude towards us rude to her. say some nasty things again we ignored it we moved the altar and just right, let right it go performing because like and she came she left she maybe she went to go shop around the corner or something she came back she was like watch, watching us like be like kinda, I, saw, I, saw, I saw her see her dance to our music and i said nope this isn't for you this isn't for you I usually am not that kind of person, but you know, because she thought she could just get away with, get away with you know, older older people Take will just inspect of things because they may not understand her. Like, well, what's this? And she's all in the business, and he decided to check her. Like, you know, what you said wasn't really nice, lady. Like, you know, God doesn't like ugly, and you sh- you should watch yourself. Um, <laughs> for me, it was kind of like I'm just like Ben. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I don't know who this This right. woman might be one of those people who likes to call the cops on uh, stuff yeah, or, com- or, or complain. I'm like, yeah. shut up. Well, no, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you went inside and called the police, and they're probably like, oh, well, ma'am, the city hires them to perform. So. It's one of those moments sometimes where, like, you have to say your piece, and I have to learn. I'm learning to stick up for myself and, like, not just be a people pleaser. So it was one of those situations where, like, at the time, I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is, I can't do this. This, this is embarrassing. But then after, like, the next day, I woke up, and it was in my head, and I just bust out laughing Because <laughs> looking back, like, if I was an innocent bystander, she was that, shocked. So I would have bust I mean, out laughing. First time anyone checked her in a long time. I'm sure. I'm sure. No one. She got used to, like, being grumpy, and everyone's, like, cat around her. She was one of those her. people. Perfect way. For, she was, like, uh, Scrooge. Yeah. Seriously, wow. like, Scrooge. Corella Spitting DeVille. out hatred all over the place. Yes. Was it having that? So she deserved not my not my vicinity. She deserved that accountability. I will say that. That's, isn't that the way that Isolde <laughs> thinks? The the worst thing that could ever happen to you in the moment, but you, you think back and it's like, damn, it wasn't was so fun. bad. It was <laughs> funny, right? right. <laughs> well, if you want to follow them, where can people find you at? Uh, for Circumstantial Saint and Ben Oaks, you can find us on Bones Culture and theleonblock.com. Uh, for Circumstantial Saint, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I will have YouTube up with tons of footage very soon. And you can find our album on bandcamp.com, whether it's bandcamp.com or the app. Deezer. Um, Deezer's cool. Deezer. And we're on, uh, I have singles on all uh, platforms, but the album Bandcamp. is available for sale you can download and stream it on Bandcamp. On get, Bandcamp. Put it on your phones. Please phone. go ahead and support independent artists. We love it.
And if you want to follow us, or Ben Oaks, you, you're also on Spotify, all that jazz as well. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But my, uh, my hip hop name is Ben Oaks, B E N O A K S, all one word. But I'm also known as Benjamin Oaks on all, on all the social medias, at Benjamin Oaks. We have all that link tree or uh, links them in the description as well. If you want to follow me, you can search us up anywhere. The Story Corey Rosen, C O R Y R O S E N. We're on TikTok, The Story Podcast, Instagram, The Underscore Story Underscore Podcast, because I can't make everything the same thing right on facebook uh spotify apple everywhere we're gonna get a website up soon because that is necessary no better podcast to make my our debut they debut on thank you for having us thank you so much i see you tonight i'm sure we'll we'll be jamming together i'll have you play piano on some some blues later yeah that'd be awesome we're gonna be at telus 360 tonight that is it's the hub hub in the city if you want to get to meet anybody who's anybody around here go go to uh, tell us 360 tonight. Sign up start at 6.30, and I think uh, the music starts at 7. Um, a good friend of the podcast, Corey Paternoster, is yes. hosting tonight. He's on the album, too. He plays drums yes. on songs. Oh, yeah? Yes, featured on my song, Board from <laughs> yes, the Plane. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if you guys want to check out all of our future events and guests, please go to facebook.com forward slash the story, Corey Rosen. This Friday, we have Grammy Award-winning singer uh, Karen Blanchard. Uh, we won't be back until next Friday after that. With all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. See you guys later. Bye.